KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. There is a mysterious illness that has affected birds, leading to thousands dying, and this has caught our attention. We wanted to learn more about it, what the experts know, what could be behind it, how alarmed should we be. So we reached out to Dr. Gregory George. He is a professor of biology and department chair at Delaware Valley University in Doylestown. Interesting conversation. Give a listen. So let's just kind of start by casting a wide net here. What do we know about this illness or this condition that is affecting birds? The first initial reports were coming out of the D.C. area back in May. And then once it started to kind of hit the news circuits, it quickly developed into other reports from surrounding states. And what people were seeing were fledgling songbirds, primarily Uh, Blue jays, common grackles, European starlings, and American robins, the young, the fledglings, were not doing well and showing up dead in people's yards. Initially, it's biologists didn't know what to think about it right off the bat due to the symptoms that are being shown. There were some similarities uh, with other bird diseases that are relatively common, such as avian conjunctivitis, like what we refer to as pink eye. But in addition to the traditional pink eye symptoms, these birds were also showing some neurological issues, which is not normally associated to avian conjunctivitis. You mentioned started in D.C. and then as that got publicized, we saw other areas. Where have we gotten reports of this happening over the last several months? I mean, I don't need state by state, but throughout the Northeast, the Southwest, where is it centered for the most part? Yeah, it, it, it's centered on the mid-Atlantic states, largely speaking. Um, it, there are reports as far south as Florida, and then reports as far as going to the north would be Indiana, Ohio, and, and definitely Pennsylvania. It doesn't seem to be uh, much, much action happening regarding reports going up into New England. Has it gotten worse? I've read some reports that said it seems like it's eased the last few months. You know, has it been kind of a bell curve? What, what have we learned from that? Yeah, at, at this point, it does seem to be getting better, uh, and and right now the the number of reports are definitely on are definitely on the decrease. Uh, the biologists have spent a lot of time trying to figure out like, what is going on. Uh, they don't have answers yet, but they have ruled out a lot of different like really common diseases, such as like the salmonella. Uh, avian influenza, West Nile virus. Like, you know, these are some major bird diseases that have hit headlines over the last you know, couple of decades on, on, unfortunately, in some cases, regular basis, basis. And then uh, in addition to that, they've looked at different parasites to see what's going on and haven't come with anything there. And they even went as far as to investigate the brood X cicadas. And they were curious if the you know, this brood cicadas are in the ground for 17 years, and they can bioaccumulate toxins. And in addition to that, there's uh, a fungus that can be associated to the brood cicadas that they were wondering if that has something to do with it. But they were able to eliminate the cicadas as a potential culprit as well, in part as more reports came in, and they quickly realized that the the spread of the, of the disease went well beyond. The, the boundaries of the Brudex cicadas. So, but yeah, as of right now, things seem to be on the, on the downward bend of the curve for uh, reports. 
so as someone who studies this, people you talk to, what's the level of concern with this? Yeah, well, there's several different ways to look at it. So one of the things is that it one of the biggest concerns that this appears to be a, 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 a new disease almost. Like the, the symptoms are not easily identifiable to a, a to a known disease. So the idea that we have to work so hard to figure it out can be a little bit concerning. Um, now, as far as by like as far as bird populations are considered, this this should not impact bird populations. Uh, in part, actually, I already referenced the brood X cicadas. Uh, with all the cicadas that came out for portions of the region that are showing this uh, mortality event, um, the the nesting success of these songbirds is going to be astronomically high uh, due to the tremendous amount of food resources in some of these areas. So we shouldn't expect to see any population, long-term population issues as a result. Have we ever seen anything like this with different bird populations where something like this kind of crops up or are we in completely uncharted territory here? Oh, no. Unfortunately, this is quite common. Uh, There are, almost on an annual basis, there are large bird mortality events. Um, Some of the largest and most severe ones, uh, I think the one that we use as an academic example the most is from the the mid-1990s, and it is that avian conjunctivitis. Uh, It ran through uh, particularly house finch populations. And they developed the, the pink eye conditions, became blind. And once they can't see, obviously, they're visual foragers. And once they can't see, they have a hard time finding their way to food and water, not to mention increased predation as a result. Um, and that was, in the, again, in the mid-1990s. We learned a lot since then. And, and bird feeders uh, became a bit problematic for uh, the house finch population, uh, having uh, – Bird feeders that are not clean, as a result of the bird feeders not being clean, you end up having large numbers of birds uh, in one location feeding on feeders that uh, allow them to pass the disease easily from one individual to the next, which is very, very problematic. Do we have, can you give me some context? I mean, how is this? how many birds this is affecting. You talked about some of the, the species, but is this something that we're finding thousands, hundreds? Is it down? You talked about it, you know, easing now down to dozens. Like what percentage of the population roundabout could we be talking about here? Oh, as far as the percentage of bird populations, it's, it's, it should be quite small, like, like less than 1%, significantly less than 1%. As far as the occurrences, it is definitely in numbers of thousands of individual birds and reports across all these states. We have over a thousand reports in Pennsylvania alone. Um, but if you look at the, what is the population, I mean, there's millions of robins alone in Pennsylvania. So it's a very, very small portion. Um, but when you go range wide for this outbreak, then yeah, we're definitely talking about thousands of, of individual fledgling birds that, uh, that have not made it through the, the disease. As a layman, this caught my eye because I feel like we kind of went through this with bats, where all of a sudden bats were dying, and for a while there, it was really a mystery. With bees, like, 
when you start talking about kind of, you know, giant species experiencing these unusual events where we're seeing significant mortality. Now, it's pretty obvious from talking to you, the birds aren't to nearly the level, but this kind of felt like maybe step one. Is there any concern with that, that this could be kind of the, the on-ramp for something uh, much more significant that will become a much bigger problem? Well, there's, there's, I think there's always concern for that, uh, particularly when it comes to issues, issues associated with climate change. Uh, and regarding this specific illness, uh, I think we need to wait a little bit for more data to come in from the research biologists uh, working on this at the state, Fed, level, including uh, some large labs associated to research universities that are trying to work this problem out. And as we get more and more information, I think we'll be able to paint a better picture of what's going on with this particular event. But no, I think you're absolutely right to think from an accumulation perspective of all these uh, different large-scale events happening to a wide variety of species. I mean, you've mentioned insects, mammals, and birds. And it's uh, so no, it's, there's definitely uh, room for concern as to well, what's going on in the natural world around us. You mentioned with the avian conjunctivitis, uh, the bird feeders were some bird feeders were problematic. People hear this, even if they're not birders, but this concerns them. They find a bird on their property that you know that is had has died. What should they do? Are there steps that they can take even preemptively to try to minimize the risk here? Absolutely. So the, the first thing is that uh, across all these states, they're the state respective game commission, like for us, the Pennsylvania Game Commission, but whatever their, their natural resource office is for each state has been putting out notifications that people should bring in their bird feeders. Until we know what's going on, we do want to reduce these areas of high bird congestion, because if you have a high density of birds, it's going to be easier from the path of disease from one to another. So first things first, pull bird feeders in. And they also recommend that you clean your bird feeders. And bird feeders should be cleaned relatively regularly with a 10% bleach solution. And uh, that will help keep the bird populations safe once you do uh, put your bird feeders back out again. Um, now, this is not due to this one illness. Um, a, res- a responsible backyard bird feeder should be cleaned on a regular basis. Uh, and they should be cleaned uh, several times a season. And um, this to make sure that we're not transmitting disease uh, around the population. If somebody finds a bird that is dead on their property, uh, right now, the University of Pennsylvania, through their Penn Vet website, has a form that people can fill out uh, to document the location, the type of bird and the environment that the bird was found in. Uh, I think it's important now for us to make sure we have a pretty good database running of where these events are occurring so we can better understand its overall scope and actually what's going on with the bird populations and maybe in, and double check to make sure that the, the event is coming to an end. So the PennVet website is a good, good location to go to. Now, as far as the, the, the bird itself, it is recommended that people do not touch the bird, keep your pets and, or any animals away from the bird, and use a, a plastic bag to pick it up and then discard it in the household trash. That, that will go a long way into not allowing the disease to spread to uh, other individuals. And just as a follow-up to something you mentioned earlier when we were talking about bees and bats, and you, you said climate change, 
should we kind of operate under the assumption that this is some sort of ripple effect of climate change or is it still too early to to say that i think it's definitely too early to tell but we in other areas we do see the influences of climate change working into bird populations uh, we can look at uh, nesting data and you can track uh, um, uh, one of the common species is uh, bluebirds or tree swallows and we can look to see what was the average start date for tree swallow nests 20 years ago and compare that to what's the average start for a tree swallow bluebird nesting event now. And we see that there's definitely a shift in the calendar to the point where they're uh, approaching uh, breeding two weeks earlier than they used to a few decades ago. So that we are noticing how the climate change is influencing bird populations, uh, not to mention other events. But for this specific mortality event, I think it's a little bit too early for folks to be linking it directly to climate change. But I think uh, climate change in general for bird populations is important uh, to uh, keep in mind. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.